0: I think a lot of people struggle when they lose because they're worried about what everybody else thinks. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Tyson, and this is episode 10 of the Climb Audio Documentary Journey here with my son in my little makeshift recording studio. He's looking right at me. He just woke up from a nap right now. But today's topic is, hopefully he, uh, he understands that daddy's recording this. And if he makes external noise, I apologize for that. I cannot change my current situation. He's the love of my life. But uh, I'm going to talk about politics today. And one of the things I wanted to mention, which I mentioned on my Instagram stories, which was that I'm going to start getting involved in politics. And I'll get right into it. So I've been paying attention to podcasts and videos that basically highlight what's going on in the political environment. And to be honest, guys, it's been scary. me. The reason I first got exposed to it or I started getting exposed to it was because there was, a, there was a guy by the name of Cam Crow who was on my last podcast, which is called The Uncommon Talk, and if you haven't checked them out, go follow them on Instagram. They're going to start recording content here pretty soon, and I really highly suggest there uh, for you to listen to them with Ross Bennett and Ryan Crater. Great stuff, great stuff for them coming up in the future. And also, if you're looking for a custom tailored suit, one of the best tailors I've known, I mean, literally, because I'm very picky about my clothes. He's an amazing clothier. His name is Ross Bennett. Check him out, the Texas tailor. But Cam Crow exposed me for about five minutes in front of my friends. He said, how come you don't vote? And he asked me a question, and I could not figure out why I didn't vote. I was naive. And I think that's a lot of us in my age bracket. I'm a millennial. I'm 32 years old. And I used to just turn a cold shoulder to politics because I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on in the political environment. I just thought that it was okay to live. everything will be fine and Then I started understanding what people were getting away with and Now that we're in a day and age where social media and we have the internet right social media we have the internet, there's different mediums to communicate, our voices could be heard more now, and we can also we can also um absorb a lot of this information and 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 listen to it and listen to this what's basically going on from from someone who's an expert in politics these days because it's so easy through a podcast or a video that we can start becoming educated and then using our little voices in our own small little environments right whether it's like 15 groups of people that you or 15 people that you talk to in a group or you know here in Austin or wherever you're at you can start voicing your opinion. You can start having these conversations and it starts to create a small wave in the political world because it starts with us, right? But it starts with us getting exposed to what's going on. And it it took for me to really watch the big short, to to listen to these podcasts, to listen to somebody by the name of, um, let me look him up real quick. I don't have his name off the top of my head and I should, but I heard from him um, because he was, he was just talking, it's the Jimmy Dory show or George, Jimmy Dore show. He has a podcast and he also has a YouTube channel and he talks about, he's not far left or he's not far right. And I still don't know what the definition of far left and far right is a hundred percent yet, but I understand enough to just know that he's not, He 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 gives both sides of the story, which I really like. He's in the middle. Joe Rogan's a person like that as well. If he has somebody on the podcast who's far left or who's far right, he always gives both sides of the story. He's, 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 in the, he's in the middle, which I also appreciate as well. But I started listening to him. I watched movies like The Big Short. I watched other movies. I watched other documentaries. And it really scares me. And I think the reason it's, it's like that is be, the reason they make it seem like politics is so complicated is for good reason. It's because uneducated people assume that they don't understand. But it's because they speak in these cryptic languages. They speak so that you know, like politicians purposely speak like very high level all the time. Like these corporatists always speak like, you know, like if if they're speaking a different language, so that you don't understand what they what it, they're not speaking in layman, layman's terms, in other words, and they do that on purpose. But even now, with people like Jimmy Dory and Joe Rogan, you can get exposed to at least. I mean, at least once or twice a week to a little bit of what, about what's going on out there in the world of politics. And to be honest with you, I'm not opposed to being a politician someday because there's people that are in office right now that are literally, again, there's a guy that I followed by the name of Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson. If you haven't checked him out, check him out. He's a wonderful guy. He creates a lot of controversy because there's these people that are headline readers. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I used to be. And they pick one or two things that he said, and then they completely, completely misinterpret his messages. You have to listen to all of what he's trying to say. If you give him at least four or five episodes of whatever it is you're listening to him on, like a podcast or a video, you'll start to understand his ideologies. And anyways, so he talks about like psychopaths. There's like one in a hundred psychopaths in, you know, one, in, I think there's one in every hundred people, there's a psychopath that exists, and a lot of them don't know that they're psychopaths. Basically, people who don't feel remorse. Narcissistic people, they just don't feel any remorse. They only care about themselves. Well, there's a lot of people in, in political offices right now who are psychopaths. He, he assumes this, but he's probably very right. He's probably very right because he was mentioning a couple of people and I was like, oh my God, imagine somebody who had no remorse, like someone like Elliot Eli- Abrams, you know, that that war criminal who was uh, pardoned by uh, President George Bush um, Sr. You know, like if you heard the stuff that this guy did, Jesus Christ, like how do you not have a remorse like that? He only did it for his own good or for his superior's own good. Stuff like that. What happened in the banking system, in the real estate industry in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, is crazy. It's like people are naive. They only listen to what they think is right. But we not, we're not. There's not enough of us like standing up and saying, "Ah, oh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to vote for this guy because this is what he, his intentions are." Even at the small scale in our local community government here, right here in Austin, like it's important. To understand who you're voting for. Like, if you're voting for mayor, well, why are you voting for the mayor? Because he smiles nice? Because he, you know his name? Because Beto, right? You know, remember that guy Beto? I think the only reason people were voting for that guy, especially in the Hispanic community, is because he had that nickname Beto. Beto. Right? And I think it's short for, like, in in Spanish, like, Albert or Robert or something like that. But that's so stupid. I literally heard somebody say that. They are like, oh, because his last name is Beto. I was like, no, dude. That is not a good reason to freaking vote for somebody. It was one of my clients one time. Um, they, were, they were just, you know, they were obviously uh, Mexican-American. And I'm part Mexican-American as well. So I can, I, can, I can poke fun of my people. But literally, that's what she said. And I was like, are you serious? That's the only reason why you're voting for him? You don't know anything he is for or against? She was like, no, I, I just, you know, he's for, you know, and then she had nothing to say. So that's what I'm talking about. That's, I think that's a lot of us right now. We're, we're naive. And I think just getting exposed to at least one or two topics, political topics per week is enough. And then you'll start going down rabbit holes, trust me. I know the stuff is boring. I know that it gets annoying and it becomes complicated, but not really. You get people like Jimmy Dory who break it down in layman's terms for you, it starts to make sense. At least it is for me. I'm definitely not opposed to running for, for, for running for a political office someday. You know, on a small scale, yeah. But, I mean, I've always wanted to make a difference. That is one of the reasons why I'm making, I love making people laugh. Because laughter can just change somebody's world. Somebody can be having a completely bad day. But if you make them laugh, you can turn the whole day around. I love that. I thrive off of that. But then... You know, that's another reason why I'm getting into stand-up comedy. Not because I want to be famous, guys. I don't want to be famous. I just love making people laugh. And it also helps me practice my communication skills. Right? It helps me face my fears, which is standing in front of people and talking. And, you know, and one of the other things, the topics that I was really worried about is artificial intelligence. I'm not worried about it because I know that I have the skills to be able to, or at least I feel... I'm confident that I have the skills to be able to be a precious commodity when it comes to working for corporations because I communicate well and I dress myself as a salesman, as a good salesman, because I'm honest, I'm straightforward, and I speak well, right? And I'm persistent, I'm passionately persistent, right? That's a good recipe for a good salesperson in today's climate. But I'm worried because there's a lot of people that, you know, like lawyers you know, programmers, project managers in the, in the technical world who are going to lose their jobs because AI, everything's going to be based off of an algorithm now, uh, you know, in the, in the future. And the precious commodity is going to be communication selling, you know, and another issue I was looking into is, is the, you know, the whole student loan ordeal. I'm affected by it. I have student loans and it's crazy. How they pulled the wool over our eyes back in the day. Had I known everything I know now about student loans, oh my God, I would have never went to college. I'm not even kidding. I would have never went to college. I think it's a waste of time to a certain extent unless you're specializing in something. But if you're getting the degree I got in, the the degree I got, it's a waste of time. There's no point. But you know what? I got it. I got the student loans. My solution to that is get into sales and make a lot of money ethically. But yeah, Dr. Jordan Peterson was talking about these people that were in office. He could, he was like, they could very well be psychopaths. Yeah, psychopaths doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go and murder people. If you look in his definition of what a psychopath is, it's pretty crazy. It's alarming. They have no empathy. They're narcissists. They always think they're right. Nothing ever is ever wrong. They cannot admit that they're wrong. But these people sometimes get silver platters fed to them, you know, and then they go into then they have the smarts. And then they go into a political office and then they're running a country or they're running, you know, parts of the country or it's insane, man. That's why the good people need to get up there. Like someone like Marianne Williamson, if you haven't heard of Marianne Williamson, definitely check her out. Her ideologies are interesting. I don't know enough about her to be like, she needs to run for president because I think she is. She's, she's a presidential candidate or at least she's trying to be. But. My son's mother gave me a book for Marianne Williams of of her, uh, one of her books. And I've been kind of, you know, skimming through it. Wow. Definitely check her out. But, you know, I won't go into that right yet. But anyways, look, I think it's important, at least at the small scale, to at least get exposed to something that's going on locally. If it's not locally, then listen to what's going on in the United States, what these politicians are talking about, the bills that are getting passed. It's so important because your little voice could make a small wave which then could make a bigger wave, which then could make an even bigger wave. Like, I get subscriptions of this, um, I I forgot exactly what it's called, but basically any type of law that would be negative to, you know, everyone who is suffering from student loans, I always sign a petition. I read through it first so that they don't pass a specific type of bill to basically screw us over. So like things like that, I think just important just to at least read about something. And it depends on the medium you're reading from, obviously. You don't want to read something from far left or you don't want to read something from far right. You want to read something or you want to listen to something from somebody who's talking about the negatives and the positive from both sides. This is Rob Tyson. This is episode 10 of the Climb Audio Documentary Journey. I hope you enjoyed this one, guys. The message here is get schooled on your politics. Start learning about it doesn't mean you didn't need to run for office or maybe you do maybe you do need to run for office but you know realistically just know what's going on in your world